Hey my friend, welcome to the Tradies Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Tradies Success Academy. We're on a mission to help trade and construction business owners unlock time and financial freedom within as little as three years. With the right processes and systems and support, we're able to help people level up with less mistakes and have the motivation and support and guidance around systemization and process, whether that comes to lead generation, conversions, on-site value delivery, maximizing efficiency and profitability, operations and administration, or personal performance, how to really maximize yourself as a business owner and unlock that growth in your own business. Now, whether you're a sole trader or you've been in business for years and years, we're here to support you no matter what size you are. So look in the show notes. We've got a link to an exclusive offer for the podcast where you get 30 days free of the Academy Mastermind program. On there, you'll get access to online on-demand training videos, access to live training every single week, and access to an amazing trade community filled with all different types of trades supporting one another to unlock that growth potential. Click the link in the show notes and unlock your free trial now. Hi everyone, welcome to the Trading Success Academy. I'm here with Lee Matthewson from Keen to Work. That's K number two W. Uh, it's an awesome app that's just come out of connecting kids to apprenticeships and businesses to apprentices. Super, super cool. Looking forward to talking to you today, Lee. Thank you, mate. I appreciate being on the show. Um, yeah, K2W is up and running now, so off we go. Mate, I'm, I'm super excited today to be talking around the skill shortage that we've got both in the apprenticeships and as tradespeople. A lot of business owners out there are really struggling to grow because they're not able to find apprentices and find tradespeople. Uh, and there's a lot of demand because, you know, because of that shortage on, you know, pushing prices up in terms of wages and super and benefits and all this sort of stuff. So really keen to talk around that. I'm really keen to talk around kids getting into trades and how there's, you know, a stigmatism around trades and you should go to university, but you can back it up by going to an apprenticeship if you can't get there, which I don't fully believe in at all. Um, and also talking about women in trades and, and getting them into it. So there's a lot of awesome topics we're going to cover today, man. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, like you say, there's a lot of shortage at the moment, labor. Um, and I see it every job site I go to, you know, like I talk to people. I talk to a lot of people on site, obviously, um, with the app. I just talk to people and just get, you know, feedback of, you know, if I, even if I see an apprentice, I go, hey, how'd you find your apprenticeship? And some of them will say, Oh, it took me six months. I'm like, really? Mm. Like, yeah, I didn't know where to look. I didn't know who to talk to. I'm like, okay. So I'll just gather feedback. And that was early days. Um, you know, I've been building the app for about two years it took to build. And then a year we've been launched now. Um, and just that feedback from everyone was really helpful. And I'm like, well, there's, it's not, there's people looking for apprenticeships and people looking for apprentices, but why are they finding it so hard? Um, it shouldn't be that hard, you know, like it's, you know, there's people out there, but people couldn't find them, which is the biggest problem that I, I can find. Um, you know, and with the labour shortage at the moment, you know, it's it's scary. I just go, oh, mm. what's going to happen in five years, you know? And that, that worries yeah. me a lot. Yeah, know? man. Like, it's it's suddenly gone. Like, within a couple of years, we had COVID hit and I, I, we had, like, all of the 
like international people move back to their home countries, which then created a more shortage uh, in all of the you know non-trade industries as well. Um, and then you know we've got uh, I think Bureau of, St- Bureau of Statistics was saying there's been about forty-four thousand new construction businesses started in just the last year. Um, so a lot of those good key workers who were employees before have gone out and started their own businesses, and hence the need to really get these kids into apprenticeships and get them coming through so that they're you know backfilling the shortages that we're feeling right now. Yeah, that's right. I, I've been to a few school talks um, and a lot of kids are getting pushed the uni route. You know, it's, it's very common, especially if your parents are in that sort of that realm. You know, you sort of, you know, I'm a trade. I started off as mechanics, my dad's a mechanic, you know. Um, yeah. So you've got parents that are, you know, might be accountants or bookkeepers, whatever. So, you know, they mm-hmm. want you to sort of, you know, if they've got a really good lifestyle and, you know, they've done well, they sort of try and push you towards that same avenue. But not everyone's made for uni. Like, it's it's not for everyone. I talk to VCAL students, you know, and I look around the room, I go, you probably could go to uni, no worries. Like, VCAL is not a bad thing at school. It's it's a place where people that don't want to go to uni or don't want to finish school can go look for work and start trialing, you know, what they want to do for the future. Um, mm. You know, it's it's a big thing about going to uni, going to uni because you get a good job. But, you know, if there's that many people going to uni doing the same course, it brings, you know, there's so many jobs there, but then they get full. So then you can compete. So the price goes down, you know, like, so instead of getting paid... Yeah. You know, 50 bucks an hour, you might be competing for $35 an hour because there's 30, 40, 50 people applying for that one job. You know, as, yep. a, as a tradie, you know, you can, with the shortage, once, you, once you're qualified, you can sort of set your price. You can get paid for your worth, you know, not your time, your worth, because, you know, you do your four years, you learn your skills really well, so you should be paid correctly, you know. Like, I always say carpenters, they can do everything right they can do minor electrical minor plumbing because they're not licensed their price is lower so then you've got a sparky plumber all that sort of stuff because they're licensed they can charge more the carpentry probably should be a licensed trade it's you know you're building houses that are structural yeah structural Yeah. yeah so you know that that probably should be a licensed trade but because it's not you know it pays a little bit less but if you're good at what you do and do a great job you know, you can sort of set your pay, you know, and say, well, that's what I'm worth. That's what I'm worth. That's what I'm charging. So that option, if you do your apprenticeship, you know, there's so many options at the other end. Yeah. Oh, man, this is crazy because talking around kids at school, right, they've obviously pushed into going to university. So, you know, like you go to university, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be this or that, and you're going to make big bucks and you've got to school well in school. And so you, you work really hard to get through all of that stuff. You go to university, which you don't get paid for. You come out the end with a huge tax debt, like massive tax debt, which you've got to pay back. And then you go out to the workforce. And because so many people went out, like you said, there's this oversupply of people out there and you still have to work these massive hours. You're still working like huge hours for that money, you know, and because there's such an oversupply, the price is coming down of what you actually get paid. I think like a graduate doctor is on 35 bucks an hour, 40 bucks an hour or something, you know? Yeah. And we've got tradespeople finishing, you know, and there I've got in the academy, we've got 22 to 25 year olds making over a million dollars a year and not working, you know, 
you know, 20 to 20 to 40 hours on the tools, uh, 20 to 40 hours even in the business, you know? So it's crazy how quick you can grow your trade business when you're good at it. But even as an employee of the trade, we've got the upper hand right now. There's an undersupply. We're, we're desperate for good workers. And there's so many, so much opportunity for kids to have an incredible career and make lots of money and, you know, lots of flexibility in their lifestyle as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. I did I did two apprenticeships. So I started at the bottom twice, you know, and that was that's yeah. hard going from fully qualified back to apprenticeship and then, you know, work your way through again. But, you know, I had a really good boss through my carpentry apprenticeship. So I learned the business side of things as well, which is really important because, you know, you learn the tool side of it, which is great. You know, you can be the best chibi, plumber, you know, electrician, whatever you want to be, landscaper. But if you get to your four years and then go, I'm going to go out my own, but you haven't learned the business side of things, that can be really hard to learn, you know. Instead of earning, you know, a thousand bucks a week, you end up earning three grand, four grand a week, and you're like, oh, all this money, what do I do with it? Yeah, look at all money. Yeah, you don't put anything yeah. away. And then all of a sudden, you know, it comes to tax time and, you know, you got your bus bills due, and you're like, oh, oh, what do I have to Wholesalers. Do? Yeah. yeah, to put 30 or 40% yeah. away every paycheck. Oh, what? I didn't know that. So, yeah. you know, it's all good being good on the tools, but you have to learn that business side of things, which I got to learn through my carpentry apprenticeship. Um, small builder, used to do quotes with him and um, used to go to jobs and check up on things. I used to check on the other boys as a third or fourth year. I was checking on guys that were in their 40s and 50s, you know, like, and I was going around and making sure everything was right because he trained me up to be you know, what he wanted, which was really good for me because I got to learn every aspect of it, um, which is what I just did with my apprenticeship. He just qualified, um, my apprentice, he just qualified. Um, so he's been qualified for maybe a month now, but he's a replica of me. Like we're two peas in a pod. We can go to a job. We don't even have to talk. We know what has to happen, who's doing what. It just happens. It's easy. It's quick. Out we go. So, you know, having a good boss can be like game changing at the other end. Um, which some kids don't get that opportunity, you know. They might have a boss that won't teach them all those things and they just get the, you know, bad jobs and stuff like that. But our app is trying to change that so they have options. If they need to find a new job, they can find it easily so they don't have to mm-hmm. bring around and do all the hard work. It's it's in in their hand when they're on their phone every night, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think you what you just spoke on there is like a perfect example of remodeling. So your apprenticeships come through and just pretty much learnt off of osmosis. He's picked up your behavior, your energy, your skills. He's just been there and learnt it. And it's like if only we could teach trades the same way, you know, like if only we gave the a same amount of time to tradespeople who came into our business, understanding that they've been trained differently from whatever business they've come from. They've not been trained in the way that you and your business needs to be trained. And that's why we're so, you know, we're heavy on like uh, position descriptions and making sure we've got performance management frameworks and stuff like that in the academy. Because without that, there's no guidance on how to perform well. But with an apprenticeship, you've got the time to really nurture them just by coincidence, you know, effectively. But then there's so many apprentices that just don't get that opportunity. They're out with tradespeople that don't really care about them. They just pull them along, get them to do shit jobs, um, and they don't actually train them on how to be good. They finish their four-year apprenticeship or whatever it is. They go out and start being a tradesperson, start a new job, and then the the business owner expects them to know what they know. And it's just it just doesn't work like that. And that's why I think we've got so many 
unskilled and you know people that are tradespeople out there because they haven't been nurtured into understanding that. So are you seeing that a lot with the kids as well in apprenticeships? Yeah, yeah, I've seen a heap of it. You know, I've seen big companies with you know thirty blokes on, and they would be you know have a first year with a fourth year, and they're getting taught by a fourth year that still doesn't know everything and might not be where he needs to be or she needs to be. So you're training yeah. up someone, you know, and they're like, oh, hopefully this guy's good at what he does because what's going to happen at the other end? And that's, you know, that's not a great way to be. Like, it's good for the business owner because they can just get work done and turn it out, that sort of stuff. Mm. But you can get with a small a small company and actually have just, you know, a small crew of people that work well together. You can fit into there. You're going to do a lot better because it's you're working with either the boss or the number one so you're going to learn more which i think is a big thing you need to learn as much as you can through your apprenticeship i know a lot of people say oh you're starting at the bottom and getting all the bad jobs but yeah we've all been there we've all, yeah, we we've all, all do done it, it. <laughs> yeah it's, it's where yeah. you start but that's learning work ethic it's about turning up on time mm. for one getting to site um, and then, you know, learning work ethic about, you know, sweeping floors, cleaning up. It's all part of it. I still clean up, sweep. I do all that still, you know. If yeah. you're busy and the boys are doing something, I'll do it. I don't care. It's easy anyway. You're just sweeping and cleaning up. It's not hard. Um, but someone's got to do it. So it's, yeah, it is the starting here, but you will end up there if you've got that work ethic behind you. And that's the main thing, I reckon. Yeah, man. Like, that's why I think people aren't taught. Like they're not taught how to work, how to work efficiently, how to think through the whole job. The amount of times you hire someone new and they just they take 20 trips to the, the work vehicle because they can't think forward. Like they're literally like, oh, I need a screw. All right, I'll go back and get a screw. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so learning how to actually work and be you know process-minded and all that stuff is what the apprenticeship's for. And that's why it is paid less. But of course, when it's paid less, it's because it's also not efficient for a business to have an apprentice because you've got to stop being productive to teach them and guide them and tell them everything, single thing that you need to do on site. So there is a reason why their wages are less, but it's a hell of a lot more, more than that you would get if you were going to uni or college or doing some study that didn't pay you, you know, so it is good. Yeah. Yeah, well, uni, you've got to pay to go. So, you know, it's, it's already one plus, you know, and like you said before, you know, like doctors can earn, you know, 35 bucks an hour as a as a startup, as a doctor. Even they're starting here, though. They're not up here straight away. They're down there. Yeah, the they're fresh. They're a first year. Yeah. That's right. So it's the same aspect. Yeah. It's just different. It's just different. So, you know, they get paid more in their first year, but they've lost four years. So by the time, mm -hmm. even a doctor might be more than four years. So by the time they go to uni and then become qualified and they're earning 35 bucks an hour, you've done your four years, you're on 50 plus. Like you're already ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. it's a good it's a good route, it's a good avenue. But, you know, we've got such a, a skill shortage at the moment. Like it's, it's worrying that, you know, how are we going to build a house in five years if the kids aren't mm. coming through and picking up the trades because... You know, like I see it now, everyone I talk to on site, oh, I can't find people, I can't find people, I can't find mm. people. You know, and the yeah. government's helping out with subsidies at the moment with apprentices anyway, um, you know, helping out like massively. I don't know if they're still doing the half the wage. I think they are. 
you know, so they're paying half their wage anyway. So it's costing you nothing to have an apprentice. Um, it's an extra set of hands. And like we said, if you train them up the way you want them at the other end, they're going to be the best employee you could have because you've trained them how you want them. I've got um, one of my best mates works with me. I've known him since I was three. And he looks at me and my apprentice and said, oh, man, it's like looking in the mirror at you two. You two are the same <laughs> person when you were his age. You're the same person, you know. I'm like, yeah, it's not a bad thing because I worked really hard to get where I am. So he'll, he'll do really well. Um, but I just had the time. I just trained him. He worked with me. So I just want kids to know that there's other options, you know. They don't have to mm. go to uni, you know, talk to them at schools and go say to them, hey, why don't you do a trade? Like, what's stopping you, you know, like? There's so many opportunities now. There's no better time to be a tradie at the moment at all. Like, And it'll be like this for the next five, 10 years or more if we don't get the kids through. Yeah, I wonder, I haven't even thought of that, but going to a local school and putting up a post for, um, you know, we're hiring, if you're looking at having an ex-trade apprenticeship, um, we're looking for people who want to, you know, wrap it up and come work for us. I don't know if the school would want that because they don't get paid for it, their tuition anymore. Uh, um, back on what you were saying about the um, uni students finishing, I think they've, they've got something called PRAC. And PRAC is where you go and do work for free yeah. for a while. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, yeah. yeah it's free. Yeah. And that's, then you've got a debt at the end. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah. 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 Well, they do. They do placements and all that sort of stuff, don't they? Placements, so, yeah. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're going to work for free, which. I don't see the real benefit in that, but it's, yeah. that's how their course goes. Um, you know, but kids, I, I believe kids, the what, reason we've sort of come up with Keen to Work is to try and make it a little bit easier, um, trying to stop kids getting disheartened if they go around talking to employers um, about getting a job and getting turned down, getting turned down, yeah. getting turned down because they're going to places that aren't looking for an apprentice. So with Keen to Work, you've got employers, and apprentices in one spot. So you're just trying to match the two together in a space that everyone's looking for the same outcome. So it's sort of, you know, making it easier for them so they're not getting disheartened. Um, and if they're through their apprenticeship, you know, second, third, fourth year, if they do lose their job, they can just reactivate their account and start looking again straight away instead of, I know people that have, haven't have found a job within six months and given it away. So, you know, they might be in their third uh. year given away their apprenticeship. And I'm yeah. like, man, that should never happen, eh? Hey? Like, like, I couldn't mm. find a job. I'm like, really? Like, anywhere? Mm. Like, no, nah, I couldn't yeah. find work. Like, so that's really sad to hear because they've done three years of hard work and then given it up and, you know, go work in a factory or something. And, and that's not good for, you know, what they wanted to achieve and where they landed. It's It doesn't sit well with me. So, you know, if we can facilitate, you know, getting them straight back into a job, like, that's that's going to be game changer for them so they can just quickly look and find a job. Yeah, I love it. So tell us a little bit more about Keen to Work. I'd love to just expand on that concept because I think it's so important that apprentices find it easy to find employers and employers find it easy to find the right apprentice in the local area. And that is the resistance, isn't it? It's like, I don't know where to hire. Every time I put an ad out, I get swamped with wrong applicants, not someone I'm looking for. Like there's all these reasons and employers lose confidence as well. So they stop trying. And so we've got this like kids stop trying, employers stop trying. And then you've got like, as people are going through their apprenticeship, they're missing out on that. If they fall out and they can't re-employ or get back into a, a job, 
then they lose that opportunity they've been working towards. And I think before the show, we were talking around the long-term benefit and you know investment of time with the low apprenticeship wage that you get, the long-term opportunity you have when you actually finish and you can put your money directly into investing, whether into you know shares, property, or your own business, you can blow up like so quickly because of that. Um, that's the front end investment of time and you know living on a lower wage at start. But that's you're also being trained, you know, to be paid to be trained, um, and then you finish and you've got all this opportunity. So it's awesome what Keen to Work's doing, which is making it easy for employees to be connected with apprentices and vice versa. But also as people fall off, making it easy for them to reconnect with employers. So um, talk to talk to us through uh, how the app works and how someone can get on board with that, man. Yeah, yeah, easy. So um, with the app, obviously just download the app on the App Store or Google Play. Um, then you can go on, sign up as an apprentice or an employer, and then you can start a profile. So if you go on as an apprentice, you start a profile about yourself. So you can have um, your name, location, like not you know your address, just a location of where you are. Um, you can have a bio about yourself, resume, um, tickets, any licenses you have. So you can have sort of a full profile, like a Tinder profile, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have a profile um, and then you can search for jobs that employers have put up there. So you can go, go, all right, I want a job within 20Ks from my house because mm-hmm. I don't have my license or 10K. So you, you do that, then go right, find jobs in, you know, electrical, and then it'll pop up with all the jobs and you can go into them and express interest on the jobs that you're interested in. So then the employer will get a notification, say, hey, um, little Billy's interested in your job. So you go click on his profile and you have a look at it and say, yep, yeah, that's perfect. That's what we're looking for. Pick up the phone, give him a call. So really simplifying the way that it's done. Um, with employers, they go on, sign up as an employer, and then they put in all their business details, start a profile for their business, and they can post up jobs. So if they've got more than one job, you know, or if it's a big company that does, you know, landscaping, carpentry, and you know, concreting or whatever, they can just, you know, put three different jobs up and then, you know, kids can see them express interest or the employer can go, yep, I'm looking for a carpenter within 30 Ks from this location, who's around. So then they yeah. go through the profiles and go, yep, yeah, they look good. Yep, perfect. I'll call him, him, her, her. Yep. All right. And then just touch base. So really simplifying the way it's done. So I've got mates with big businesses and they advertise through a different avenue uh, just a normal like everyone does and like he's like you said before the feedback of who you're getting that's coming on board like you know the resumes you get and stuff you're like oh they're not even looking for this or they're not looking for this or they're overseas still they're one yeah, yeah. it's you're weeding through maybe 100 emails and maybe three of them fit what you're looking for yeah and that's time consuming for a business owner and it's no good so and it sort of puts a bad taste in your mouth so that's why we've developed Keen to Work to make it simple, quick, and efficient, and find what you're looking for, you know. And then also, if you need another one, get another one. If you need mm. another one, go on there. Just keep doing it. So we're trying to make it a platform where you can find an apprentice or an apprenticeship, but also get discounts and all that sort of stuff in the process. Um, Swan Plumbing's a major sponsor of ours. We just got partnered up with Elwood Workwear Division and RCA just jumped on board and gave us a discount as well. So once you sign up, I can send, we send our emails weekly with the discount codes and stuff. So Elwood gave us 20% off. So trying to make it affordable for the kids to buy workwear as well. 
you know, 20% off, it's pretty good for, you know, if you're trying to save money, it's a lot of money that you save, especially if you've got to buy a full kit. Um, so that's what I want to be able to offer, even to the employers as well, you know, cheaper insurance and rego and, you know, business coaching if they wanted it, stuff like that. So really make it a place that you're paying the money, but you're getting a lot of benefit from it. Yeah, I love it, man. That's super cool. So how are we making it easy for kids to know about Kinderwork? Like how do we... Do we educate the customer? Uh, sorry, the, the parents. Do we educate the schools? How do we educate to make sure that we we've got enough at the front end? When say if all the employers jump on and are like ready to hire apprentices and we don't have enough like kids in there, what are we gonna do? Or what are you gonna do to make sure that there's enough apprentices in there? Yeah, so reaching out to schools, um, we've actually reached out to a lot of schools lately, and all of them are like, oh, this is amazing because. It gives them somewhere they can send the kids to get on board if they are looking to leave school and stuff like that. So schools, tapes, all that sort of stuff, reach out, yeah. you know, send them off um, flyers they can put around because you know, we've sort of got to reach out to a few different people. Obviously, yeah, we've got to get reach the kids that are at school, so we've got to get to them. Then we've got to reach the parents because sometimes they'll see something on social media or something that the kids haven't seen. Um, and then we're trying to you know talk to the government because... I believe this should be on their radar, which I've spoken to them before, but I really need to get in with them and say, hey, we're, we're solving a problem here. Like you guys need to have a look at this because mm. this will be a big thing. And if we can get them on board because we are solving a problem that everyone's got. Yeah. So, you know, trying to get into tool shops and all that sort of stuff as well um, for the employers. There's a lot of social media stuff. We get a lot of feedback off social media and a lot of people looking at our stuff, um, but mainly, you know, I want to do next year, I want to do a lot of school talks, um, go to schools with a few people. Um, I think me and Al would are going to do a fair bit as well and actually sort of talk like this to kids, you know, and tell them the benefits and what they can actually achieve out of doing a trade. So I'm really passionate about that and getting women into the workforce. So I've got two daughters and if they want to do a trade when they're older, I want them to be able to do that. I want them to be able to go, it's normal because at the moment, you know, it's not as normal for women to do trades as it should be. So I'm a big believer that that stigma has to go away, you know, because when you have a woman on a trade, like in a trade with all the boys, the whole business has to change in yeah. mindset, right? Yeah. So it's not just having a woman on trade, it's the way you talk, the way you do things. It's, yeah, everything changes, but it's for the better. Yeah. That they, blokes are hard to crack, obviously, to say, hey, you guys can't talk like that or you can't do this or, you know, it's hard to change people, especially older generations that have been doing it for 40 years and go, why do I have to change now? Like, it's like, yeah. we've been doing it for 40 years like this. Well, okay, well, we've got a woman on site. Now. Oh. So, but that shouldn't be an issue. Like, it's it's just changing the way things are done, which is yep. not hard. It's just mm. a process, which it's, it's not going to change that much. It's just the way the boys interact, you know, it's, Boys being boys, obviously, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, you get a bunch of women together, it's the same thing. Women being women, we wouldn't fit into that. So it's the same yeah. aspect. It's just people find it hard. You know, I had a woman, a girl working for us, and it changed everyone for the better. Like, everyone was polite, <laughs> courteous. <laughs> Agreed, like it was, yeah. It was really good, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't a bad thing. So, yeah. you know, I think people worry about, you know, women being strong enough and stuff like that in certain trades, which, yeah, but sometimes I'm not strong enough in my own trade. Like, you know, we all have different strengths and weaknesses. At least women can multitask. 
Yeah, yeah. I think um, I caught up with the uh, CEO of Tradeswomen Australia a couple of weeks ago and she yeah. was talking around there's less than 2% of females in construction industry uh, on, doing trades, right? And less than uh, 50% actually finish their apprenticeship. You know, isn't that crazy? And it comes down to a cultural problem where it's like even like the – like, why do we have to do that? Oh, like all that is like, it's it's a problem in that people think like that, you know, and we've got to be open to even not having female toilets on the, you know, portaloos on the site. Like we never ever had female portaloos on site. And I remember going through my apprenticeship uh, for electrical apprenticeship and at the electrical college, there was one girl coming through the apprenticeship at the same time and like everyone's eyes would just go, what the hell? It just stood out like crazy um, and because it was just not normal, you know. And I think because of that, it's really hard for a female to feel comfortable in a male-dominated space. So I think the more we can get more apprentices and girls from school coming into apprenticeships in bulk, the less that's going to feel like they're alone on that journey through the college. So I'm really excited for what you're doing, man. It's going to be really good for getting lots of females coming into the trades, um, you know, and strength is, strength is, we don't even need strength. We've got exoskeleton, like, <laughs> armor we can put on now. <laughs> like, have you seen the carpentry ones that you can put on? <laughs> you, it supports your shoulders and your, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it yeah, that's the thing. Like, the past. Girls, girls shouldn't feel uncomfortable on the job site. It mm. just shouldn't be an issue, you know, like, most of us live with a girl, so yeah. we know we we know how you know things are. So I don't understand you know why we can't change it, and I don't want women to feel uncomfortable on the job site. Mm. But it, it's that it's we're in that process now of breaking that mentality. Yeah. Once it's broken, it'll be a lot better. Um, but it, we're just in that sort of mid range now of changing the way things are. Like I see a lot of females on you know sites now even just traffic control and um, you know, people cleaning up laborers and stuff like that. But a lot of like tradies as well, um, you know, but it's like anyone, you sort of have to have that mindset of being a tradie as well. Some females aren't fit, like aren't comfortable doing a trade because it's not in their mentality where the ones that are, they should really pursue it and not let, you know, things deter you, especially, you know, men and stuff like that, because there's so many things out there now that, Man, if anyone, you know, knew that something had gone on, oh, man, it'd be over, eh? Like, it's got to be, has to be, you know, above board, everything has to be good. And there's no reason it won't be. You know, mm. you might get a 1% or 2% of people that ruin it for everyone else, but generally most people will be fine, you know, and we have to welcome the girls and the women into the trade. Like, don't try and scare them away. They, they're yeah. going to come. They're coming. They're coming. And they will. They'll come in force. And I think it's a really good thing, you know, because I know like there's a few painting crews that are like tradie ladies. That's it, you know, just all girls. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean, they all stick together. I band together, and you know, and they imagine the work they do be phenomenal. Like, it'd yeah, be amazing. So, you know, I I'm just a big believer that if we don't do something now, you know, five ten years, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because we're not getting the numbers through that we should. Man, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said. You know, it's one or two percent of people ruin it for everyone, but we've got to be strong 
as the guys on site, when you see that behavior, you stand up to those people because they're the ones, they're the fuckheads that are ruining it for everyone else, you know? And these, it's, it's one experience is going to turn that, that girl or that female, or that woman off staying in the trade. That's why they cancel their apprenticeship because that one asshole, because they can't think differently. So let's stick up for them and we've got to make sure that we're looking after those people coming through their trades, coming through their apprenticeship. And like you're saying, like we've got a heap of uh, a female, all female crews in the academy as well, growing businesses and coming out of their trade, they've started their own businesses and they've got all female crew or a mixed crew as well, but female business owners who are, the, are qualified in that trade. So, so cool to see. And more examples for the kids at school to see you know, there's so much opportunity and those businesses too, like 500 to a million dollars plus, you know, in a couple of years, they're growing and growing and growing um, because people want that, you know, like, you know, there's female facilities, there's, you know, all female facilities and where they only want female people coming into the, you know, commercial premises. So there's huge money like in those opportunities that, uh, you know, the females that can come through and be supported through their apprenticeship and their trade can really make the most of when they finish up. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, we've got to stick up for them. I actually had a go at a bloke maybe two weeks ago on site because oh, the way he spoke to his apprentice, oh man, I was rope away. Like, yeah. I just said to him, are you, are you right? Like, what's your problem? Like, yeah. you're an asshole. Like I said to the kid, I'll fucking leave him, mate. Like, that is no good. Not like, okay. Yeah, he spoke to me like that because, man, he was horrendous. And I was wow. like, wow, I couldn't believe it. So I was like, all right. That's not on. I just said something. I don't really care. I'll say anything to anyone. If someone's doing something that you know isn't right, I'll say something that doesn't bother me because some people just need to be told. No, hundred percent, man. Yeah, that that sort of attitude and the way that it used to be is it was never okay. It's just yeah. now it's now it's you know not as highlighted, you know, and you can't get away with that shit. So the more people that just have the confidence to stand up to those people and. They'll stop that behavior if they're stood up to. It's like those bullies, right? They'll just keep bullying until they're shut down um, and know they can't get away with it. Yeah, and people don't bother me, you know. Like one of the boys at work, he can't say anything. I'm like, why not? Yeah, have this to. Way he's talking. I don't care. He's not going to punch me out. Like, who yeah. cares? Say something yeah. and just walk off. Like, at least he knows that other people think he's been a wanker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> yeah, 100%, man. Yeah. Cool. So what are, we, what are we hoping to achieve in like end of next year? We've got a whole year ahead of us. What are we hoping to see in terms of kids coming through the apprenticeship through, you know, K2W? Uh, like what's, what are we hoping for, for the construction industry? Yeah, so at the moment, I've got over 650 signups just in Victoria, um, apprentices and employers, more apprentices, which is great. Yep. Um, and we're going to launch sort of Australia-wide next year, early next year, a little bit different state at a time. Yep. I've had a lot of phone calls from Queensland actually asking me um, why I'm not there yet and hurry up because they <laughs> want to use the app. So, yeah. I mean, that's through like RTOs and all that sort of stuff because they're like, this thing's amazing. Just simplifying that process. There's probably a lot of people that hate me at the same time because I'm taken away from that recruitment side of things and changing the way things are done. But it's not about that. It's about getting the kids into work. So yeah. that doesn't really phase me. And I'm happy to work with anyone like, you know, if someone needs help or a recruiter rings me up and says, hey, have you got any kids? Or, yeah, no worries. Like, it's, it doesn't bother me. I'm, I've been to a lot of meetings, you know, around roundtables and stuff, and everyone's trying to do the same thing but separately, obviously, because they're getting – they get paid per apprentice and whatever. So 
everyone's got the same idea, but no one works together, which is like, oh, why not? So I'm like, mm. well, I can just put everyone in one location. So mm. I just want the best for the kids. It's it's not about anything else, really. It's about making sure we're facilitating both sides and making sure kids are getting in the workforce for obviously the future of construction and all the trades. Um, so next year we'll be, we'll be pushing hard, um, trying to get some more major sponsors on, obviously, um, some tool brands and stuff like that. Um, just I've got a few meetings next week, so that's really good. Um, but just feedback as well from people like, you know, if someone uses the app and something's, you know, not working to their satisfaction or 100%, just email us, call me, my number's everywhere, you know, because we need the feedback too so we can change things and make it better as we grow. Obviously, we think it's a good product. We know there's still little bits and pieces where we're working through now changing um, and it's going to grow, but we have to get it around Australia um, and then make sure it's running at 100%. So people are using it, not getting a sour taste in their mouth. You know, we want to do more school talks next year. Um, we're looking at traveling in 2024. And while we go around Australia, I actually want to do talks in schools and communities and, you know, do some good things and help kids get into the workforce. Amazing, man. Well, let us know how we can help as well. We're full in full support of doing everything we can to get more kids into apprenticeships. apprenticeships. Uh, making it easy for employers to find apprentices as well. Um, you know, it's the future of construction industry and we've got to make sure that we're backfilling those who are leaving. I think um, we were saying before the show, like factory factory warehouses have those signs with $45 an hour and a little apprentice is like, you know, 20 bucks an hour and they're like, oh, I'm just going to go do that. So they leave in their second year. You know, I think we really need to encourage and, you know, communicate the the potential and opportunity for them as they finish their trade so they don't get sucked into that as well because that's a dead end you know you're going to work there you're not really progressing in future so yeah and that looks attractive doesn't it when you're seeing 45 bucks an hour on the poster and you're like oh i'm only earning 20 bucks an hour i could go in you know 25 dollars more double my wage yeah but you'll be doing that forever forever you don't have an option to work for yourself or you know build up build up and be earning 100 200 bucks an hour you know like that's it's all good now but down the other end you'll be like oh i should have finished my apprenticeship everyone (laughs) everyone says that (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah just stick to it you know it is it's it's four years of ups and downs but we've all been through it like yeah it's not a bad journey it's actually depends how you look at it and how your mindset is, you know mm. what I mean? If you can change your mindset to say, yep, I do get some bad jobs, I do get some good jobs, and, you know, I get days off, and, you know, it's it all comes out the wash at the end, and, you know, that's where you can really shine. Do you know what I'd love to do is uh, do a calculation. I'm one of, like, obsessed with maths. So, guys, so I'd love to take the cost that it it costs you to become, you know, a high level, you know, doctor, lawyer, whatever it is. So t- the t- cost of tuition, the cost of, you know, g- going through there and having the debt at the end and then applying that to the first four years of you having that job at whatever hourly rate it is and see what the hourly rate actually comes out to. I think that would be an awesome calculation for people to go like, holy crap. Yeah, it makes sense to start now and in four years I'll be paid X amount, you know. So Oh, yeah. yeah that'd be cool. What's Brody? Brody's 22 and he's fully qualified. And mm. like, if you were at uni, you'd just be Just be finishing. Uni, you know? And he's he's earning really good money as a 22-year-old. 
Like you'll be able to buy a house next year. Yeah, no debt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so good. That's a big difference. Mm. Yeah, if you go to go to uni and then come out the other side, you won't buy a house for another four years. Yeah. You know, so you're already 28. You're getting 28, 30. Like it's getting up there. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Lee, it's been awesome, man. Really appreciated catching up with you and sharing your knowledge and what you're doing. I'm really in full support of it. I think it's great for our construction industry and what we're doing for the future. Yeah, thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. And look, we're just, you know, if anyone wants to talk to me or reach out, they're more than welcome to. Um, you know, I'm the, the creator and the owner, so um, I'm always up for a chat and if I can help in any way, I will. Um, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, just change the way things are done. So... We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, just sort of modify, you know, put new rims on it. <laughs> Absolute. Yeah, so good. Thanks so much, man. Have a good one. Thank you, mate. All right. Stay right there.